0: Listening to a no show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the
1: unusual.
2: They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them, too. Welcome, listeners, to the Facades of Gods. With me tonight, I have...
1: I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. Formerly as,
0: formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques.
3: My name is Ethan Schaff and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram.
2: And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight.
3: There's been a lot that has happened. My boss, well... Former boss Frederick Lloyd is gone. This place has showed me a horror that I can't imagine. We've apparently been attracting the attention of some sort of winged creatures called the Legion. Timothy told us they are basically the rabbit attack dogs of the City District Defense Council, a.k.a. the CDD. I don't know about everyone else, but I could care less about being on their radar until we get some rest, just as long as Kaido is okay with it. I mean. Where else could we go?
2: Kaito was not in his office, but back in the kitchen, it sounded like.
0: He announced that he was coming out, so I'm going to leave the office area and go back and stand with my group.
2: Okay. Are you all just waiting in the middle of the room or oh by the way um the the bar area itself there are no patrons whatsoever. Uh but that um that barman is still there.
3: I'm I'm making my way towards him.
2: Yeah. Um so you all except for the barman and the approaching Kaito are alone in the no names.
3: Kick in place. And I'm making my way to the bar. You,
2: you plop yourself onto the cushioned bar stool, and the, the barman walks over to you. He doesn't say a word, but he's looking at you expectantly.
3: I see, like, the... I look at the bottom shelf, and I just see what's, like, the, the grossest, oldest whiskey I can find, and I point at it and say, that bottle.
2: He He has a you know, as typical uh, scene from Bar where you see a, uh, a barman cleaning uh, a mug with a, a dirty rag, he's doing so. And he lifts up his left arm, looks under his arm down at what you're pointing at, shrugs, sets down the uh, the mug, and he pulls out the, the beer and it's dusty. He pulls the rag back off his shoulder and wipes it down. And he does that thing where you place a, a beer bottle against the, the side of the counter. He just pops it off and hands it over to you. And it is nice and cold, and it actually tastes pretty fresh.
3: I chug for a th- good, like, three or four seconds.
2: Clarence,
0: what did I say about drinking?
3: I just put a finger up to her, and I just stop drinking and I just say I need this
0: you've just experienced
3: I need this
0: fine fine I'm gonna turn to face Kaito
2: Kaito walks out and he's still got that apron on but this time he is holding a large metal bowl and it looks like he is actually preparing food um, he looks like he's in the middle of some mashed-up meat something. Looks like they're diced-up chives and, you know, other other random things, uh, greens and stuff in there. Definitely isn't done yet, but it looks like it, prob- it has promise.
0: Kaito, we were here pretty recently.
4: Yeah, not more than, what, two or three hours ago.
0: I'm sure it was longer than that. Anyways, do you have a place that we could perhaps stay and either some medical tools or you can direct us to the nearest uh, hospital? I'm kind of sketchy on the word hospital.
2: He smirks at your uh, hesitation in terminology. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
4: Tell you what. I got some things that need done, but not right now. I got a place that y'all can lay your heads, and uh, you can have some of this when I'm done with it. And he kind of lifts the bowl a little bit.
0: I'll nod politely.
4: We'll discuss what uh, what y'all can do for me tomorrow, but uh, for
2: now, go over to the back. He adjusts his head towards the his quote-unquote office door, and he... He's, he's standing at the end of the bar, uh, like, the the top of that U-shape, and you see him stomp his foot, and he kicks the side of the bar. And he says, Uh,
4: I gotta head back, but, um, y'all can go up whenever you want.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, we are maybe in your debt. We'll discuss that tomorrow. (laughs)
4: Uh, I know maybe's about it, but, uh, yeah, you, you go rest.
1: I shoot a look at Jada. <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> uh, we're getting into some stuff.
1: I don't we, care. I'm just
3: making we. my way with my bottle. I'm just slowly taking my time to, to go towards the, the door.
2: And um, he, is, he makes his way back to those saloon doors. And before he walks through, he pauses and he looks back over at the barman, and they lock eyes, and it's this long, intense, maybe like three seconds. And then he just walks through the the doors. The barman is still staring in his direction. Kind it, it looks like he's tracking Kaito's movement, where he guesses he might be past the wall. Weird. And then after a minute, he turns back and looks at you all again and for visual sake the the barman he is wearing a a white pretty cheap looking apron he's a little portly and he's got this big bushy mustache otherwise bald and he's wearing a newsy uh cap
0: with a
1: what kind of cap
0: it's a newsy
2: it's it's a flat flat cap
1: oh okay I, so yeah, my immediate reaction would be, did that seem like a hostile stare, or did it seem like an eye-bangy stare? (laughs) Um. What kind of weird tension is left behind the room?
2: (laughs) It's hard to tell. If you really want to figure it out, you're going to have to roll me for it. Goddamn
1: right, I will. I'm a nosy bitch. Let's do it. I'm torn. I think I'm going to do... Clever.
2: You going to try to wit your way about this?
1: Yeah, I just, I think, you know, I've been in enough social circles in particular where it wasn't okay to be open about your affections for people.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And I've probably been in that situation myself once or twice. So, I, I, I think just knowing what that situation feels like and relying on that kind of memory and gut reaction, I want to go with a clever approach to this.
2: So... It wasn't, it wasn't like a, a gaze shared between lovers. It wasn't a I'm-going-to-kill-you um, lock of eyes. It was, you, can, you could feel the, the commanding nature of Kaito kind of emanating off of him. And it seemed to come off as a reminder to the barman. Again, it wasn't hostile. It seemed more of remember your place. And then he walked off.
1: Okay. I think I'll... Like, I'm not sure if everyone's going off to to bed, but I would linger, because I don't want to talk about that.
0: I'm going to sit with Clarence while Giselle explores that avenue.
3: Oh, I was was already going, though.
0: Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah, I
3: picked up, as soon as he said, like, where the, the beds were and everything, I just... Took my bottle with me and was starting to make my way towards there.
0: Okay, so I, I probably I mean, didn't
3: even see the the stair or anything like
2: that. <laughs> Fair, all right.
0: I want to find a way to administer some sort of medical treatment to your wounds so they don't fester and get an infection. Uh, so we'll see what we find. <laughs> this will be so our little for, for the audio.
2: For the audio uh, people, listeners out there, because this is an audio (laughs) medium, apparently Clarence just shrugged.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shrug. Uh, Much better. Shrug emoji. (laughs) Uh,
2: So are you following him um, through the door then? I am, yes. Okay. Um, Let's, I guess we'll resolve that uh, first then. Uh, So, Clarence, you go to the door, and as you are laying your fingers on the knob, it opens outward towards you. You don't think you put any pressure on it, but apparently you did enough to let let it swing open. And you see what looks like a... It looks like a little reading room where there's this coat rack and there's like a couple um, uh, crates and there is a uh, cabinet that is up on the wall across from you. And this is a very tiny space. It's maybe like eight by eight. Um, and you see all sorts of... Like, there are spices on, on the the cabinet, but there's also, like, tools and a whole bunch of different thing uh, things. And then to your right, there is a stairwell. Looks a little old, a little rickety, but the light is on upstairs, so you're able to make your way up there without too much difficulty. And jada as you are making your way behind him you see all these things and it's not like there's a spotlight on it but it seems that at on on top of one of the boxes on top or on top of one of the crates there is this um first aid kit and (laughs) so you know how like in a video game where there's this uh this like glowy outline for things that you're trying to find. It's not visually <laughs> that apparent, <laughs> mm-hmm, but you but can kind glowing. of, f- you feel this, this draw to it.
0: Okay. Um, I-, I was already looking for something to that effect. Uh, so I'm going to swipe that up and quickly examine the, uh, you said there was a cabinet that might've had some spices and maybe some painkillers.
2: Uh, it has spices, it has tools, it has a bunch of different things. Do you want to spend your time looking, or do you want to follow Clarence up?
0: Uh, no, I'll spend my time, it's going to take me 20 seconds to look. This boy is not moving fast, like, he's in a daze, he's cradling that bottle.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You don't see any painkillers, but you see some iodine.
0: What's iodine again? It's the, like, yellow Uh, stuff that, like, cleans, yeah. Okay.
2: It's meant for cleaning wounds, and it sucks.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll totally grab that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> also,
2: I mean, it's sorry, it's good at cleaning the wounds. If you are the person that it is being used on, it sucks. Yeah, especially on oh. wounds.
0: Ooh, you're going to be in luck.
3: Hands the booze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. So I will swipe that and then head up the stairway.
2: When you make your way upstairs, you see a bed, a twin-size bed. You see a rather large, kind of beaten up, but very comfortable-looking couch. And you see a TV set that is probably about 40 years old.
3: (laughs) Oh, so it's not a color TV.
2: There is also a rocking chair. And it just, it looks really cozy. It's, it's really small. It's not much bigger than the room you were just in. But it's, it, it has everything you need uh, for, well, resting. Clarence, are you going straight to bed? Are you, what are you doing?
3: I, I I just, uh, I end up just going to the, uh, rocking chair, and I just kind of plop in it, and, uh, just continue to, to drink.
0: I guess when I walk up the stairs, I see you just rocking and drinking in that chair, and it's gonna make me pause, um, kind of uncomfortably, so I pull my jacket tighter, and out loud I'm gonna say... I don't think I can look at rocking chairs the same ever again. How can you sit in that? Do not feel like you're going to get stuck.
3: Oh, right. That was a
0: thing. Come <laughs> here. Clarence, please. Just or shift the chair. Uh, I'm going to sit on this couch. We're going to put the chair over here and take your shirt off.
3: I... I, I don't take my my shirt off, per se. I just take off the tattered jacket around it because at this point in time, my sleeve was kind of... Whatever was left of my sleeve was used to kind of wrap it up, so I'm kind of just gingerly taking off my jacket, and then I try to fold it up and drape it over the chair a little bit because mm-hmm. I still have sentimental value for it, even though it's pretty trashed at this point. Um, and then, yeah, I just... I I kind of unbandage my makeshift sleeve wrap and then I just kind of like droop my arm out just so it can get fixed. So I'm not really arguing against it, but I'm still kind of staying pretty quiet and just letting her fix it up or whatnot and still just continue to take pulls off the bottle.
0: I I don't know what this process looks like uh, Jada is very familiar, you know. I had to take uh, of many a first aid class in cop school. So
2: when um, you see after he takes his jacket off and you get a closer look the blood is fresh. I mean, not super fresh. It it it's coagulation is at the point where it normally would be. You start wiping things down, and you can see in parts of it, it's already begun to heal. You can there there is um, needle and thread available to you, should you wish to stitch him up uh, after cleaning. Um, So yeah, I will. I will leave that information for you to do with as you please.
0: You know, Clarence, this looked a lot worse than I thought it was. Can you... I guess you can't really see. There's... it looks like your skin is growing back. Is... I... it seems a bit like an unreality to me, but this whole experience has been a little unreal. What, what do you feel, and I'm going to touch... Um, I guess it would be like the new pink flesh.
2: It doesn't feel great.
3: <laughs> I guess uh, while, while she's asking me this and telling this, I, I kind of inquisitively look over and then while she's touching it, I'm just like, when, when she touches it and it doesn't feel great, I I just go and then just jerk away a little bit. Not great.
0: It just doesn't seem real to me. There's no way you should you should have healed this much. I watched you peel your skin off the wall.
3: Oh yeah, I felt it. I know what I did.
0: This new revelation of just seeing his skin with like spots that are healed. Um, I, I had a very, very minor, um, so minor, it was like a bracket in one of my boxes mm-hmm. uh, where I had been stabbed
2: Mm -hmm. There were
0: only very, very small marks. If I checked...
2: Uh, You you check right now?
0: Yeah. Just... Clarence is checking out his arm, so I'm gonna take a moment and, like, um, peek into my... under my jacket. You don't see anything.
2: Uh, Your shoulder looks normal.
0: I'm gonna... (laughs) This is such a weird scene. I'm gonna, like, yank down, uh, my coat and, like, show Clarence what do you see? And I'm gonna point at my Shoulder. Skin. I had a wound here, and it's gone. This place, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know the rules. I don't know how to operate. I can't work under these conditions.
3: (sighs) I'm, uh, I'm just kind of gingerly, like, moving my hand down my arm, kind of just checking in, seeing what's all healed and what's not yet and just kind of in my own little world just cuz it's like yeah normally when you get your arm flayed it it, it doesn't really heal that that perfectly
2: uh, okay so just so i can uh, help you a little bit in this where you were stuck you wouldn't actually physically be able to look at it cuz it's like it's right at like the corner of your armpit, I guess to say.
3: Yeah, I guess that's true. I was thinking for whatever reason it was more baseline.
2: Um so like it, it you know, it had a small section of your back, a little bit of your shoulder and a good chunk of your arm. Um, again, like unless you went over to a mirror, you wouldn't be able to actually see it. Mm-hmm. Um but also because and this is just kind of how healing works, it it's a little itchy.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Otherwise? You can't really tell a difference from when it first happened to now. Nerve endings are still either screaming at you or mending. It's, again, it's starting to feel really itchy. But, it, you know, it it's tough to digest what she's telling you about it.
3: Yeah, because I'm not totally sure, but I do know it. yeah, like you said, is itchy and, and sore because she poked me.
2: Never
0: heard. <laughs> Ports so, myodine on. Is it a liquid? I always assumed it was like a paste. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dumped that on.
2: Uh, Oof. Yeah, that was even <laughs> even more not great. Yeah. <laughs> there's that sound. But too, hey, right? it's clean now. So yeah, there's that. Sanitary.
0: Um I I'm gonna wrap this and I need to sleep. I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm stressed, and I I'm not going to work tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I'm taking a day off.
0: Uh Okay. Yeah, and I'll I'll wrap up the wound.
2: Alrighty. Uh so you see Jada finish up and where where is Jada going to sleep?
0: I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> I'm a good person.
2: Uh it's a long couch. It's okay. probably it probably reaches from one wall to the next. Oh so.
0: damn. I mean I'm sure so I didn't need a whole lot of couch. But yeah, that's great. How does it how does it smell?
2: Um it's a little musty.
0: Oh, that's it's, it. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, it's got it's got some person wear to it, but it doesn't look like it's in bad repair.
0: Okay. It's not like uh, gracie or no. a lot of mysterious stains. You see
2: maybe like two stains okay. that someone probably you know, cleaned up right after they made them, and you know now they've been there for a few months, so they're never going away at this point. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's a it's a clean, um, kind of dark green couch.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go over and lay down on the cleanest part, and with my head kind of on like the armrest, um, Clarence.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm sorry for dragging you into this
3: I just look at her and give a soft nod
2: Alright, um, so I assume that she drifts off mm-hmm. into a slumber <laughs> Clarence, is there anything that you would like to do before yourself drifting off to sleep?
3: Well, I'm in the rocking chair and I'm pretty sure i finished the bottle at this point Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking based off of Jada being on the couch me in the rocking chair and the twin bed being available right now I'm half tempted to take the bed just to fuck Giselle when she comes up and I'm not sure what to do just yet
0: you're the injured one Like if anything you deserve the bed (laughs) but you do you
3: yeah I think I yeah I'm gonna just end up getting out of the rocking chair and throw off the sheets a little bit just so I can have some wiggle room if I want to go underneath them, kick off my shoes and then I just go, well I, I tap the bed first with my finger to see if it's not <laughs> going to stick to me a couple of times
2: no, it's, um, it's a, a firm bed, maybe a little bit firmer than you're comfortable with, but it's a bed and it doesn't stick to you. So there's the that. progress.
3: That's good. So, and then I go ahead and just, uh, at the foot of the bed, fall face forward onto the bed and onto the pillow.
2: Alrighty. Meanwhile, back at the bar. <laughs> Giselle, you are staring down this barman who looks rather uncomfortable that you have never let... You- Like, your eyes off of him.
1: (laughs) Fair. That's fair. I take a seat at the bar and order another lemon drop.
2: Which he promptly makes, and he adds a little bit of flair because there's not much else to do, and he's rather bored, so why not? Does a little flip here and there, shakes the tumbler, gives it a a little bit of a, a twirl, and then slides it down his arm, and catches it just right to pour it into the glass.
1: I give a polite clapping. Like, I, I am clearly amused by the antics. But I also am not over the top about it. And once the drinks are made, that's when I'll start to get chatty. So, what do they call you?
2: He looks around. He looks in the direction of the kitchen. And he looks a little worried for a second, and then he puts his hand, you know, on top of the, the cap, and he, like, scratches that, and he just shrugs. He he looks like he genuinely doesn't know.
1: Can you speak, are you not allowed to speak? I guess. And she stops, realizing that there's no way for him to answer. Not if you can't speak.
2: Well, he nods, but he also taps his nose, like, you got it.
1: Is it like, and she, or I lean in conspiratorially, like, that's a word now, I guess. As if talking about a conspiracy, a conspiracy, <laughs> there it is. Um, does he have your tongue? And like at that, I actually like extend out my tongue a little bit, like ask if he literally has his tongue still.
2: He does that thing where he like pulls down an eye and like sticks his tongue <laughs> out at you. Okay. And he continues, he's cleaning, um, you know, the, the tumbler and, like, all the stuff that he used to, to make while, uh, while you're drinking and trying to figure out, like, who he is. <laughs>
1: it's playing 20 questions with a mute. Uh-huh. Can you ever speak? Or is it just here?
2: He puts down the washcloth. He crosses his arms, but he raises one hand to kind of contemplatively hold his chin. He furrows his brow, and he shrugs again.
1: Do you go anywhere other than here?
2: He shakes his head. Am and I making you uncomfortable? He <laughs> well, He shakes his head, but <laughs> after a moment, he swipes his hands um, back and forth as though saying, wait. And he, he points to the door that uh, Jada and Clarence uh, went through.
1: Gotcha, so kind of gathering that this is just where he lives. He crashes here, he works here, he eats here, goes to bed. That's that's what I'm picking up from this. Yeah. I want you to have a name, because I feel like everyone should have a name. Although I also know there's power within names. And then, like, she kind of goes on a diatribe, I suppose. <laughs> a, a rant about <laughs> thinking of Shakespeare. The philosophy Rose is still a of root, names. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if it smells sweet... Like, it... it I think it's definitely tired rambling. It's more her trying to come to terms or it's more of myself trying to come to terms with what's going on and why someone would be able to speak but not speak and live here. And boy, does that sound like a prisoner, not an employee. And it's it's, it's definitely tired ramblings.
2: As he listens to you, um, he has finished cleaning and he's leaning on the bar and he just is contentedly listening to you. And occasionally you'll see him give a soft smile. Not a, not a big one. Uh, it's only there for, you know, maybe a second or two um, before he's back to being engaged in the conversation of one. <laughs> and it's not long before uh, Kaito comes back out and he has these little, they look like sliders to you. Burgers! <laughs> they look like someone mashed a bunch of different things together and it, it looks like a food monstrosity, but overall it looks like a slider. <laughs> he places three of them down and he says, Well, these were supposed to be for tomorrow.
4: Um... Uh kind of a new thing on the menu um care to be a guinea pig
1: <laughs> this isn't a persephone hades thing is it
4: uh no 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 of course i you don't have to you don't have uh, anything to worry about uh i'm not going to bind you here for uh the occasional season this is just for the menu
1: I'll I'll pick up one and go to take a bite, but stop. I believe I have plenty to worry about here, particularly knowing that we now owe you a debt with no description. And then I take a bite.
2: It's odd, but it's rather good and it is very filling for its size. Sweet. It is although extremely greasy. So
1: There's no one else around, just these two Yeah. Pe- employees. I go fucking ham on these burgers. <laughs> Uh, it is just like elbows on the table, sucking fingers clean. I'm hungry. <laughs> they are very good, and there's no one to try to impress.
4: So, I heard uh, you all had a busy night.
1: Uh oh. From who?
4: It's probably just safe to assume that everyone has their sources here.
1: How do I get sources?
4: Mm, probably something that we can talk about more tomorrow. You'll, uh, you'll understand a little bit more then, for now. I gotta clean up in the back. You should probably, uh, head
2: upstairs.
1: Sorry, Kato, well, one last question before, I guess you can do your job, or whatever it is. Have we met before?
2: So, this big intimidating guy, who seems to just command the, the room, whether it's just two people or a whole crowd... For the first time, he looks a little consternated at this question in particular. He doesn't know how to answer. He says, You know,
4: I've had that same feeling all night. I think we have, and I'm not sure whether that's a bad or a good thing.
2: Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had...
1: I'm Alex and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at roll for alex
0: Bianca Zelda playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda.
3: My name is Ethan Schaff. I play as Clarence Bertram and you can find me anywhere that matters with
2: the sign ET Shaw. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at Lord Kyle K. This has been a No Show Radio Production.